Splash 322 for throwing fire. We're keeping it there's no doubt that the game has changed and we are changing with it welcome to season two because in this season it is all about how we become and stay operational how we're ready for every moment of our life on and off the job i'm your host jeff fanman Thanks for joining me, and let's get down to it. This podcast is brought to you as a part of the Operational Mindset Foundation. Our mission is to mentally, physically, and emotionally prepare you for the challenges you're going to face on and off the job. It's funded through donations, sponsorships, and our work with departments across the U.S. Get involved with us by visiting opmindset.org. That's opmindset.org. There you can find out how to bring a new level of training to your department and how to help us expand the conversation. Now, let's fire up today's episode. All right, welcome to your Thursday episode, Mindset Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Bandman. Listen, before we get started on today's show, uh, I made an error in my broadcast at the beginning of the year when we were talking about the 100-day challenge. I said it was going to begin on January 16th. I was incorrect. Uh, so the date that is well-researched and defined as the day that most people drop their New Year's resolution is January 19th. Uh, that aligned with my plan to begin the program on a Sunday. So as a note of quick correction, uh, we will be beginning the 100-day challenge on January 19th. If you want to get in and start with us right then and there, great. Uh, get over to MindsetRadio.com backslash life, or just go to MindsetRadio.com. Click on the banners, pop on over, get registered for it, get in, get involved with me with it. It's uh, it's going to be a good time, at least that's what they say. Uh, it'll be well worth it. And then after January 19th, you can hop in at any point in time because we're going to just make sure that it's running. So, on Tuesday, had the privilege of Dr. Richard Gazaway, former fire chief, retired. Uh, from SA Matters, Situational Awareness Matters, uh, on the show. So if you did not listen to that, I highly, highly recommend you go back and, and pick it up because it was truly a great, uh, one, it was a great episode. It was a phenomenal conversation. Uh, I am, and I've said this before in the podcast, if you're, a, if you're kind of a long-term listener, you kind of know that... Uh, I am not a big fan of just people that teach situational awareness because I think it's only a quarter of the battle um, and uh, not a lot of people approach it well uh, or look at it in its entirety or full scope or really get into it at a level that I believe supports you in developing a solid awareness profile, situational awareness profile and a, you know, an amazing capability to really be able to do your job effectively. So... The conversation was radically awesome, uh, in my opinion. I really respect Chief Gasway, uh, his research, his effort, his work, and his methodology uh, is absolutely solid, in my opinion, uh, which, you know, carries about as far as this podcast, but, uh, but at least from my background and what I've seen out there, what I've taught for years, I really do, I appreciate him, I appreciate what he does, his approach to it. And the fact that he's got some real meat on the bone with it. So 
if you did not catch that episode or you haven't connected with him or you don't follow him, please, by all means, do. All his information is up in the show notes on MindsetRadio.com. Uh, I don't care if you're in the military, in the fire service, in the law enforcement community, dispatcher, EMS provider, emergency manager, uh, entrepreneur, business leader, whoever it is you are that is listening, uh, there is value in what he's doing, what he's offering, the conversation that we had. Uh, and so by all means, get back over there, listen in, tune in, see where it applies, take the nuggets that are offered. Uh, it was it was a good show. So on today's episode, here's what I want to do. I want to kind of go one step further than we did on Tuesday. And I want to talk about predicting the future because it's a huge part of our job. Uh, whether you look at it that way or not, I hope by the end of this conversation, you will. Now, I wanted to tie these two episodes together because I believe they just go directly in sync. You see, fundamentally, I believe that being aware is the gateway or is the source for us to read and then predict the future. And it's critically important. And I'm not talking about years out. I'm not even talking about months out, days out, weeks out. It's not really what I'm talking about. Uh, in a lot of contexts. Now, in some, we may get there. But what I'm really speaking to is our awareness, our ability to be hyper-present to the conditions as they exist right now will lead us to the actions that we need to take to produce the results that we want to produce. And all of that is a move from where we are now into the readily near future. And so, really, when you think about this in context, and just go with me for a second, because you may be sitting back in your car, you know, listening and going, all right, here we go. <laughs> another another bandmanism, another Jeffism. So I kind of want to talk about this for a minute, because I want to I want to challenge your brain on this one. So, I always believe... Right, that our that our the the proper level of awareness that our awareness is what gives way to action. Uh, if we're not reading or seeing the conditions as they are, if we're not in tune with the conditions as they are, if we're not taking in the right information, right, the information that's available to us, clean, like just as clean as it can be, without judgment, without our own. Uh, shit in the way, if you will. That's the gateway to really ultimate performance. That's a gateway to operating at a whole different level because when we do that, you know, the situation guides us. It tells us what we need to do. It tells us what actions we need to take. It tells us where we need to go, how we need to move. You know, if we're looking at it from the fire service standpoint, it's like, the conditions as they are right now tell me my next move. Do I stay in? Do I get out? Do I, you know, vent? Do I, you know, what do I need to do? How do I approach this situation at hand? Um, you know, if I'm in the military, it is reading the conditions. Maybe I'm, you know, in a, in a village trying to have a conversation and watching things unfold and seeing people, 
you know, move in a certain way. I'm seeing the indicators that say things aren't going well. That gives me the, the information that I need clearly to start moving into a course of action that I need to take. And so, you know, here's the disconnect with that. And that's a, that's an easy statement. And, you know, I don't think there are really any of you that would disagree with that statement. The problem is very rarely are we actually there. So like very rarely are we available to the conditions? Are we available to what's taking place? And that's just, you know, let's just lay it out. That kind of is a human pattern. That is a, that's like a glitch in the system. And where, you know, this month, this whole month is really focused on our mental acuity. And this is why I want to talk about this, because if we look at it, our body, our biology, our sensation, right, our sense is, uh, give us the ability to kind of really read the environment. What interrupts that is the narrative or the thoughts uh, or the thinking that has to occur around those senses. It's very difficult, unless you've really done the work, unless you're really willing to take a look at it, to begin to not... uh, label, interpret, bring in previous experience that may not be relevant to it, uh, may cause a corruption of, you know, it's like like getting a corrupt data file, right? Your biases, your beliefs, your own personal stuff, your negative history, your past trauma, your things that have um, impacted you in your life that you, you know, may or may not even be aware of or may not be aware of how they play out like all those things are 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 working to corrupt the data that's coming in right corrupt the information that's coming into you and when that happens when we give when we give that up or we you know when we're enabling that to happen when we're not paying attention to everything then we've got a bad flow of information in and we're really making decisions leading us to action that are really based more in a uh, an expectation that we've created for ourselves or others or the situation or you know the people we're trying to serve or whatever it might be, um, and that's not a great place to operate from because we will all, you know, expectations nine times out of ten get unrealized. So that's a again a glitch in the system that kind of leads us down a road we don't want to go. Um, you know, when we start talking about biases or kind of our interpretation that comes through our own previous experience, right, that can really begin to shape our decision making, you know, and then the actions, the subsequent actions that we take from that point. Um, Because, you know, that starts coming in in the shoulds, right? Uh, The ifs, the whens, uh, kind of the, the idea of of what you want it to be versus what it truly is. And, you know, this is, this is easy to play out in certain areas of our life and very difficult to play out in other areas. But, you know, where you begin to see growth and where you begin to really step up your game and really begin to operate it at a, at a higher level, um, in all areas, right? I mean, in, in communicating with your team in running and gunning 
and you know running in and out of burning buildings or whatever the whatever the the situation is you know or even coming home it is a matter of just seeing things and I'm breathing there as they are now you may be sitting there going, well, but, you know, I, I need my past experience and that helps me do this and it helps me do that. And it does. It does. There's a place for it. There's a there's a, uh, a reason why we build experience. There's a reason why we train the way we train. There's a reason why I want to expose you to everything I can expose you to because I'm giving you options. I'm collapsing the time span between, you know, recognition, decision, action, right? I'm speeding the cycle there. And there's high value in that. But when that slams into an expectation of how it should be or if it was this way or if it was that way or a real structured bias against something for something, um, you know, you get attachment to an outcome or a result. When those slam together, that's where we go awry. That's where we start to get really clouded in our awareness. You know, and this is just a component of what kind of throws us off track. This is a component of our humanness that we just need to be, one, aware of, no pun intended, uh, but we've got to bring some internal awareness to that. We've got to be able to call ourselves out. We've got to be able to call bullshit on ourselves. We have to be able to kind of resist the, uh, you know, the aspects of falling into those traps. They're, they're just a bunch of trap doors that we can fall into. And so really what I want you to think about, you know, when you look at it from a practical standpoint and kind of a technical or tactical standpoint, like we talked about on Tuesday, you know, we've always got to kind of back that up with then, okay, cool. What are the behaviors behind that? And what's the humanness behind that? And then, you know, what's really going to kind of throw me off my game? And so, you know, this is just kind of one piece of the equation that can really begin to impact how we see things. Now, we had a great conversation uh, on Tuesday. We started talking about things like radio traffic and stressors and, uh, you know, how various stressors impact us in certain ways. And, and again, here's another layer that we've got to deal with. Here is a piece that comes into play. And so, you know, for instance, like my background, and you've heard me talk about this, but when I would design a scenario or design an exercise, you know, I had, I had kind of two, two dial, two sets of dial knobs. And one of those sets is really relevant to what we're talking about today. And it was the application of stress. <clears throat> now, old school stuff, you know, the way I grew up being trained, uh, the way we generally kind of, tr most training occurs, it's like, let me, the more I can pile on you, the more I can push you, the harder I can push you, the more bombs, the more bullets, the more, you know, pallets, right, in the in the burn building. That's, you know, that's quote-unquote good training. Uh, the problem with that is it is good training, but it's, it's limited, right? So uh, I classify stress in our world in three ways. One is direct stressors, and those are things that... Uh, are directly correlated to the mission at hand or the job or the duty or whatever it is we're dealing with. And, you know, I mean, in, in general terms, I would say 95 plus percent of the people that operate in this world are really good at 
managing, mitigating, dealing with, working through uh, the direct stressors. Because that's our job. I mean, our whole job is to deal with that. And so we become very attuned to those. We become, you know, uh, autopilot around a lot of them. We get it. Uh, we have an idea of what could happen. Uh, you know, we've run the what-if games. We've really worked on those. And so we're good at those. I don't need more of them in my development to tell me I'm good of them, good with them. So the second layer that we look at was, and we talked about, was the indirect stressors. Now, the way I kind of frame these are, you know, these are things that can completely interrupt my mission. They can completely push me off, uh, push me off my, my objective. Uh, they can totally disrupt what's happening. Uh, they kind of come out of the blue. Uh, they're often unexpected. It's like being blindsided, right? Driving down the road, blindsided. Uh, but there's at least a moderate level of awareness to the possibility of them happening. Okay, so I hope that makes sense, right? So an indirect stre direct stressor, we got it, we're good. We know that shit's coming. We know how to deal with it. It's part of the game. Indirect stressors, we have a general expectation that it could happen. We don't always expect them to, and they can really impact our ability to perform uh, and or our ability to actually, you know, complete the mission or do something. Uh, you know, guys falling through a floor in a house fire, right? That's something we train for, something we plan for, something we discuss. We put it into our brain patterns. We talk about it, and, you know, we don't, it's not a, oh, this is going to happen at each every each and every time. So that's an indirect stressor. And from the research and watching this and doing this and putting it into practice, you know, we're still, we're still pretty good at those. Uh, every once in a while, depending upon the severity and what's going on, um, they may throw some things off the game, especially if they are wildly unexpected. And then that's a whole nother issue we can talk about on another show. But generally speaking, you know, we are pretty good at them. Uh, not always, but it's a, it's a, it's a better scope. This third factor that was the unique thing that we found, uh, when we were doing all this work and developing the methodologies and look at this is what I call the satellite stressors, or, you know, you can refer to them as the peripheral stressors. So these are interesting because these are, these are kind of a set of applied stress that we experience that has no uh, relative connection to the mission at hand or the job at hand or the situation at hand or what's actually taking place. They have no impact. Uh, they have no, you know, play out in the outcome, any of it, right? They're, they just occur. Uh, you know, it may be kids on the battlefield, right? Not a great one. Or kids in the area when you're about to, you know, take down an objective or something. And they'll may probably run away. They're not right in the middle of it, uh, but they're out there. Or uh, like I talked about on Tuesday, you know, radio traffic. You know, you're, you're responding to an incident. You've still got one radio on the main channel. You know, you hear that, you know... 
Engine 5 got in an accident, and all of a sudden now you're thinking about the guys on Engine 5 and, you know, your best friends driving that day, and now all of a sudden that's a that's a satellite stressor, that has, and you're on your way to a house fire. So that what that causes now is a kind of a level of cognitive dissonance, right? It causes me to separate and draws my attention elsewhere from what's going on in front of me. So here's the problem that we found was when we really kind of amped the satellite stressors, the peripheral things in the environment, the, the annoyances or the irritations or the, the things that it kind of subtly impeded progress but didn't really, <laughs> you know, because they were frustrating, um, we watched just this massive drop in awareness and performance in producing the results that you know the teams were out to produce and you know and so this is a huge play into our ability to stay present because the the other factor is uh this the kind of this cognitive separation that occurs in a way right this this is where we talk about the mental acuity aspect it is the the drawing my attention away from the mission at hand, the focus on what needs to take place, the things I can deal with. Uh, you know, I'll say like out on the range, uh, when we're doing our meditation shoot stuff, I'll tell guys all the time, I said, Hey, you know, you've got to give up the control you want to have the control you need. And I'll say that again. So it's, you got to give up the control you want to have the control you need. All right, we're going to take a quick break to let you know that this episode is brought to you in part by Brute Force Training. When you're ready to be in the physical condition necessary to meet the rigors, demands, and expectations of your profession, then check out the team over at BruteForceTraining.com and pick up their gear. I promise you, it will put you in the condition you need to be in for this moment and the next. You can use the discount code OPMINDSET, that's OP Mindset, and the team will take a little bit off the top for you. Now, always remember, train accordingly. Now, let's get back to the show. And we've talked about that in breath work, especially like there's a control to the inhale and then giving up control to the exhale, just allowing the breath to leave the body. It's a great little practice to get into because really these types of situations are no different. Um, you know, so can I... Can I do anything about Engine 5 in the accident as I'm going to a house fire with people trapped and I'm already stressing them and everything else and Engine 5 just wrecked? I can't, right? I have a mission in front of me. I'm worried about my buddy, sure. But if I let that play out, when then when I show up on the scene and I start to do my size up or I start to do my walk around or I start to collect the information I need to collect, it's skewed. You're getting bad data at that point because a good chunk of your cognitive energy or brain power, your mental capacity is being utilized in a space and time that has no bearing on the current need, right? The current point of attention. And so that's another big piece that we talk about, right? And that can come in little minor ways, you know, dispatchers say certain things or, you know, there's a miscommunication between the officer and the driver or, you know, the officer and the fireman, you didn't quite hear things, now you're worried about stuff. you got to really tune yourself into what is, what's impacting you, what is, you know, something you can deal with, 
something you can manage, something you can control, what is it you can't control or can't deal with or can't manage, and ultimately, does this give me the ability to execute my mission and do what I need to do right now, or does it take away from that? And those, that's kind of a constant mental game. That's the... That's that that's that kind of peak level of of level of mental acuity that enables you to ebb and flow in the environment to see what you need to see, allow the system to process the information rapidly, you know, against training, against previous experience, against all the stuff, clean and clear of biases, clean and clear of expectations, wants and, you know, <laughs> wishes. Uh, and and really just gets down to you your team, your people in this moment right now, handling this situation as it is and taking these actions because this is the result we're producing. This is the road we're traveling. You know, get on it, get in line, let's make this happen. And I can separate all those things out. And so that really to me is where we take you know, this level of situational awareness, this level of awareness to the situation, the environment, the people, the others, you know, if you've listened back to my other podcast where I talked about awareness and kind of broke down the, you know, the four points I discuss, you know, all of those things come into play for how I need to be available to read the conditions. And when I can be available to read the conditions, I get to do something cool which is predict the future. Uh, you know, I sat in a class year, you know, seems like 100 years ago now, but I think when uh, he started teaching the Art of Reading Smoke class, uh, you know, Jim Kaiser, it was like magnificent to me because it was truly the opportunity to get in and see things as they were and then where they would be going. Uh, you know, and that was all based off reading the conditions and the smoke conditions and understanding that you have, you know, structure burning, contents burning, what's going on, what's the, you know, how, uh, what's the fire load inside like, you know, what's the velocity, how's it moving, how rapidly is it traveling, what's the projected heat inside. I mean, all these things, all these things you can, the environment will tell you, will just show you, will just lay out right in front of you. Um, you know, if you're an officer, you know, on the streets, you, you can look back at call after call after call and be like, man, I knew this was about to happen. I knew X, Y, and Z, you know, you felt it, you sensed it, you saw something. Did you connect to what you saw in that moment? Maybe not. Right. But I can look back. This is where, you know, foresight, 2020 foresight comes into play. When you're present, when you're there, it, there's no doubt because it's actually happening. You know, it's not a version of what's happening. When you've settled in, when you've been able to mentally transition from wherever you were to this moment right now, and you've made yourself available, man, we're, then we're just dealing with like facts and evidence and, you know, quote unquote truth, right? We're dealing with what is so in this moment. And that's a powerful place to be. That is a that is a, a, a subtle skill set that again really drives uh, who you are and how you act. And you know, most times, 
you'll acquire those skills. One of two things happen. You either acquire those skills and become that way over the life of your career, or you go kind of the complete opposite direction. Then you're just left with like, no, it will be this way. And so this is how I see it. Um, And unfortunately, you know, people are like that and you've got to deal with that. But, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, my guess is, you're probably somebody who is wanting to is either going, yeah, that's 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 right. You know, you just you just explained how I feel most days, or yeah, that's where I'm going. That's what I want to do. That's how I want to develop myself. So, so yeah, I mean, I think that's really the the core components when we're looking at kind of the human impact, the internal impact on the external world. Uh, as it relates to how we drive and build and create our awareness profiles, uh, you know, how we become in tune with. And if you didn't listen to the episode for my four points of awareness, uh, the situation, the environment, others, and you. Uh, and to me, if you're not aware in each of those, those sections on the quad, if you're not truly connected to each one of those all simultaneously and individually, you're you're not aware because you're missing something. If you're not aware to how you are, what's going on for you, what state of being you are in or state of mind you are in at a given point in time, if you're not connected to the other people around you, whether that's on your team or the people you're dealing with, uh, if you're not really connected to the environment, and the impact it's having on you and the you, the impact you're creating on it. And then, of course, the situation as it is happening and as it is unfolding. You know, if you're not connected in all four of those areas, you're not connected, right? You're just, it takes everything to, to make that link. So, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of... Uh, May sound like a little bit of rambling. I'm not sure. You'll have to give me some feedback. But but fundamentally, I think that's where those are the areas that we got to get curious about. And you know, what do you do about it? You get curious. You begin to listen to yourself first, right? You begin to heighten that self awareness model that is like, okay, um, you know, I'm wanting it to be a certain way which now I know corrupts the information coming in. So I'm going to give that up. I'm going to set that down. Or, you know, I I really accept the fact that maybe I don't like this community or I don't like these people or, you know, I have a way that this goes or, you know, and it always happens this way or, you know, these people are always like this. And, you know, if those live and those are true for you, and some of, you know, that's, it's going to impact you. It's going to impact your ability to see things as they are in the moment. Um, that doesn't mean everybody goes out and gets a hug. Not by any means whatsoever. That's not, that's not what I'm speaking to. But, you know, everything is different. No situation is ever the same. You know that. I know that. We all know that. We logically know that. We will speak to that, but yet we treat things opposite of that way too often. Uh, you know, no two house fires are the same. No two police calls are the same. No two emergencies are the same. You know, no two callers in the 911 are the same. 
you know, no two villages are the same. Like, we can kind of globalize everybody, but when we do that, man, we're really screwing up right then and there before we even, before we even step out the door, we're screwing it up. So, I talked a little bit at the beginning of the show, and I said, you know, this is where it gives us the chance to read the future. And I feel like we've, we've covered some of the topics that deal kind of in the, the current situation and the relative immediate future. Like, so what's happening in the arm sweep? What's happening in the next 30 seconds, one minute, five minutes, right? Time span. Like, how is the situation unfolding? If you're at a command level, if you're looking at things on a larger scale, if you're dealing with larger scale incidents, if you're dealing with military actions, if you're dealing with, you know, a much broader spectrum, the same thing can blow out a little bit, right? When I step back from kind of the the tediousness of certain aspects and get a view of what's taking place and get a real awareness of, you know, if you step back into half of my world, right, I get a real awareness of the battle space, what the current situation is and then where that situation is moving, right? Where are the trend lines going how are we beginning to move in you know the space that we're operating when i can do that i can then begin to really understand what is taking place and begin to see kind of the options for progression right so i can really begin to say okay well if this is currently happening and this is all true and factual information and it's not tainted, uh, at least to the best of our ability. This is as accurate as we can, of a picture we can create and get. Then you can see that there are only a few, you know, lines of approach forward. And you can exercise those. You can look at those. You can run those out. You can run the scenarios based off that. And it really gives you an opportunity to be predictable in a way you know, predict the future in a way that you may not normally do. Uh, but if that current picture is based off biases or assumptions or, you know, you, the ways you think it should be or frustrations or past uh, incidents, uh, if you're not coming kind of raw to the table, uh, then you're going to miss some stuff. So I think the essence of today where I want to leave you is uh, stop corrupting the files, right? Stop corrupting the data and, and take the time at the incidents where you can to see what might be impacting you and just have the conversation with yourself. Just be honest with yourself for a little bit, like really assess or go back and look at some of the incidents that maybe didn't go well or you think they could have gone better. You kind of know maybe you screwed something up or you didn't screw something up, but it didn't quite play out the way you expected. Like there was something off from it. Take those. Take those into an internal state first. Uh, no blame. Nobody else gets any responsibility for it. Just you. You get to sit back and you'll be like, okay, what, what did I see? What did I not see? Why did I see what I saw? And why didn't I see what I didn't see? Right? 
And so you're able to kind of just ask those questions and look at it in a way that enables you to begin to see where things interfere, where the interference is coming from, where the disruption is happening. Um, you know, you, maybe you were just frustrated. Maybe it was a, you were, you know, hadn't done the trans, the mental transition from the last call to this call. You know, maybe this was your 500th time to the same house or the same people, you know, and basically the same call, except this time, you know, it went completely awry. What, what did you miss? Not from like a guilt standpoint, but from what caused you to not be hyper present to that situation as it was that time, right? Not the 50 times before, not the multiple calls before. What happened in this one? What didn't you see in this one? What indicator didn't you pick up on? You know, and so that's a that's a very healthy thing to do, especially when you do it in that way, because, you know, you're not uh, you can't get into the blame or the guilt aspect or the something you did something wrong. You can't do that. You know, if you did something wrong, you did something wrong. But but don't dive into that world. This is an exercise that enables you to really create a different pattern, a different brain pattern moving forward. So. I really hope that makes sense to you. Uh, I hope that adds to uh, your capacity and then kind of expands the conversation from Tuesday. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So whether you're commenting on um, the article online on Mindset Radio, you know, the show notes and stuff or in Facebook or send us a note in the Mindset Radio group on Facebook. Um, you know, get in, comment under the post when I make it, right? And give me your thoughts on it. I'd be curious. This is a good, this is a good conversational topic uh, to have, right? This is a, this is one of these that, you know, if you're listening, you know, maybe you guys are talking about in the squad car, maybe you're, you know, using this episode or kind of the foundation of this episode for an in-station training or, you know, if you're doing the chalk talk or the whiteboard talk or something, uh, you know, this is a, this is a good one. This is a good one to exercise. This is a good thought exercise to play out, uh, in a lot of ways. And, you know, if you need some help formulating some training, shoot me a note, let me know. I've got some great stuff around this, uh, things I used to do, you know, across all the spectrums of my life and, and the various places I operated or worked. Um, I've got some really good techniques that seem to always prompt really cool conversations and get you in touch with what each other, what each other are seeing. So feel free to shoot me a note wherever it is you live, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, whatever it is, just send me a note and say, Hey dude, send me some of that stuff or, you know, let's talk about it. Happy to share that with you. Happy to make that available to you. So, all right. So we're going to wrap this episode up today, Thursday. Next week is going to be pretty cool. We're going to continue this month through uh, with really these aspects of mental acuity and taking a look at some stuff. Again, 100-day challenge. If you're up for it, if you're ready to step up to it uh, and really take on some stuff, don't forget, swing by MindsetRadio.com backslash Hop Your Life. Hop into the program. All those, it's donation-based. All that goes to the foundation and supports the podcast and the training that we're delivering. Uh, and again, if you're interested in bringing some of the training to your department, as you hear in the spots on the show, 
get over to the get over to the site fill out a grant app uh, that's a that's an empowerment tool for me to go raise money and really get some good stuff out to you guys uh, so we've got some things coming up this year uh, with some departments that look like they're going to be uh, a lot of fun so you'll see some more stuff from us and you know as always be safe out there keep your head in the game uh, step up to it if you ever need anything don't hesitate to ask so all right we will uh yeah we'll talk to you next week have an amazing weekend enjoy it thanks for listening we'll talk to you soon Thanks so much for listening. Today's show was brought to you in part by the Primed Mind app. You know, I've gotten to know Elliot Rowe over some time now, and using his app has been a huge game changer for me. It brings together a perfect set of guided meditations that really keep you in the game, whether it's sleep, performance, workouts, resiliency, or making those critical transitions between home and work. The Prime Mind app is my go-to source for putting me in the mental and emotional condition necessary to deal with whatever comes my way. Check it out at mindsetradio.com backslash primed mind. That's P-R-I-M-E-D-M-I-N-D. Download it and check out what Elliot has to offer. Remember, this podcast is only available through your continued support through donations to the Operational Mindset Foundation at opmindset.org and through your engagement with our sponsors. So stop by MindsetRadio.com for all the show notes from today's episode and show some love to all of our sponsors by visiting Mindset.com backslash sponsors. As always, feel free to drop me a note with your thoughts about today's episode or join us on Facebook in the Mindset Radio Facebook group. You could follow us on Instagram at Mindset Radio or over at Twitter at Mindset underscore radio. That's Mindset underscore radio over on Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and I'm looking forward to next time. Until then, stay safe and stay operational, my friends.